It is Morale Sports Worldwide right here on Radio 2000 as well as Metro FM. And my name is Lelom Zagra. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. A wonderful interview we had with uh, Babala Lacha, the Springbok women's captain there. Now from uh, the oval ball, let's move over now to the small ball and Willow. It is time to talk cricket here on the show this evening. And we've got the CEO of Cricket South Africa, Tabang Moro, is in studio with us. Uh, and he's ready to chat to me and to you as well and answer all of your questions. 89 the number to call. 89 uh, one one zero double three double seven with the voice notes zero six zero five eight four two two five zero. Sir, good evening and welcome to the show. Evening, Lelo, and uh, thank you for welcoming me. And good evening to your listeners on both platforms. It's a pleasure to actually have you in studio. You know, would you say now that the dust set has settled after the World Cup? Um, I think administratively not really settled for us uh, because uh, there's interim plans that we need to put in place in terms of uh, what needs to happen uh, before the India tour as well as uh, planning for the future. So as far as operations are concerned, one could say that that is not yet settled, but we're getting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you mentioned a bit about the World Cup and I think that is something that is still at the top of mind for many, many people. How would you sum up the protest World Cup campaign? I think... Uh, it, the the performance as far as the World Cup is concerned were relatively average. Um, you know, we didn't uh, show up uh, at the tournament and um, um, naturally, you know, the, the entire country up and including uh, the Board of Cricket South Africa was pretty disappointed. Mm. And then, I mean, with the approaches, quite a lot of, um, there's always a lot of um, expectations when it comes to them, whenever like they travel to, or whenever they're going to take on the world, they, whenever they play a World Cup. Because, Truth be told, when they play tests and when they play ODIs and T20s, they a squad that actually, they really, really do well. But when it comes to big ICC tournaments, then something there is amiss. What did you say it is? I think it's uh, pressure, Lelo, to be quite honest with you. I think uh, we don't respond very well when it comes to pressure as far as uh, the world stage is concerned. Um, as you've just said, it's pretty well documented in terms of how, you know, uh, dominant we've been uh, when it comes to bilateral cricket. I mean, we can literally beat any nation, mm. uh, probably, you know, home and away. Yeah. Uh, but it's just at world stages where we really struggle to show up as the proteas. And uh, that's now part of our strategy going forward in terms of addressing this uh, mental fitness and, uh, you know, being able to operate normally under pressure, so to speak. Any analysis that you've done? maybe a psychologist, maybe a sports analyst, something to actually try to get to the heart of why is it that South African cricket players as such, as a team, cannot respond well to pressure when it comes to big tournaments? Um, so what normally happens is that uh, pre-tournament, um, the teams will go re- see uh, respective psychologists, they'll go through uh, various culture camps and they'll talk about what's happened in the past and talk about their plans as far as the upcoming tournament is concerned. Mm. So that sort of work gets done. But as to um, you know, the frequency of it, is it enough? Uh, we don't really know. And um, the depth in terms of how far does the team go in analyzing what's been the problems of the past and what problems do they envisage going forward? We don't really know because uh, from, uh, you know, a senior management point of view, as well as the board has never been involved in such. Mm. So maybe 
um, you know, there is an opportunity there for a different uh, approach in terms of when we speak now about culture yeah. and, um, you know, cohesiveness and making sure that there's synergy in the system. There is an opportunity to get everybody involved so that even when the board speaks of expectations, um, they can, uh, you know, clearly articulate themselves to management, to the team in terms of what is it that we're expecting. And uh, the team in itself, uh, when they talk about support and leadership, they can, um, you know, in return speak to management as well as the board to say this is the sort of support we'd like to have and these are the sort of uh, results that we will put on the table. Mm-hmm. We are speaking to Tabangmo with the CEO of Cricket South Africa right here on Marawa Sports Worldwide. You talked about support. Whenever the protests are about to get onto a big tournament, there's always the term chokers that actually comes out there. Do you mm-hmm. think maybe that also plays a role in the team psyche going into a big tournament to say, yes, there are a lot of people, South Africans, who are behind the team wanting them to do well, but there are also those pockets here and there that are saying, you'll see, they're going to go in there and the C word comes up. Yeah, I think it's unfortunate that, um, you know, until the Proteas can actually dispel such and win silverware at at global stages, that tag will always follow them and there's not much that we can do Mm -hmm. except win the silverware. And, um, I mean, we've seen that our boys can operate under pressure in bilateral cricket. We've had so many close matches, you know, whether it be um, the 4-3-8 matches, it's uh, test matches, whether it's, uh, you know, the ping days because we've had some close uh, nail biters as far as the pink day one day is concerned be, uh, being staged at home mm. but uh, we've shown that we can essentially pull our own weight and perform against the best even when games are close and win those yeah. it's only at well stages where we really struggle and even at you know winning close uh, matches as far as bilateral cricket is concerned it's never been a flawless kind of performance where the entire team has performed you'll always have one or two individuals who are not performing. Yeah. I think in this one World Cup uh, in particular, we had too many people not performing. And that's essentially what led to the team really having such poor results. And then uh, have you pulled them in maybe and asked them one by one what happened out there? So what we what, what, what the board did uh, post the World Cup was to instruct me to uh, speak with the team mm-hmm. um, and request that we get a report from the convener of selectors, uh, which we did. We got a report from the team captain, the team manager, the coach, um, as well as the chief medical officer or the chairperson of the medical committee. Um, because obviously uh, this year, this time around, we had... Um, an unusual number of uh, fitness issues as well as injuries. So the board needed to get a holistic view of exactly what went wrong. Mm. And obviously, um, the individuals that I've mentioned drew up uh, their reports, and these reports were submitted to the board. They were also invited uh, to speak to these reports. So just in case you know you miss something in your report, so when you deliberate, you can speak more at depth in terms of giving your thinking, in terms of your analysis of what what you think went wrong. And all of them were given that opportunity. The board asked uh, questions um, um, over these reports and what was written in these reports. And that's essentially how uh, we've got to where we are today. I mean, above above, uh, the pressure that you mentioned, what else was mentioned in those reports? Um, There were various uh, things mentioned like uh, fatigue, uh, being uh, part of the reason uh, in terms of why the team didn't play well. Um, Fatigue from where? The IPL maybe? 
From the IPL, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, there was fatigue over the IP, uh, of, uh, you know, uh, player like KG, Quentin and Faf playing uh, the full duration, so to speak, of the IPL. Mm -hmm. um, there were issues around, um, you know, big player, big name players, so to speak, not showing up uh, when it was needed. Uh, fielding was also um, something that was raised um, as far as, um, you know, uh, lack of performance is concerned. Mm. I mean, now with the IPL, I mean, a lot of players, they do go there mainly because of the money aspect of it. Correct. So now if uh, it's going to be a hindrance in the World Cup year for players to play in the IPL and then come to the protest, expect to perform for the country and then they do fail, something really needs to be done about that then? Correct. So, I mean, essentially that's where we are. Um, what the board has really demanded going forward is accountability. Mm. So having said that, the board has essentially decided that, listen, Tabang, we're going to empower you as the chief executive of the company to make certain decisions. Um, and at that, we would also request that you do the responsible thing, which is empower the leaders of uh, the respective business units that will be reporting to you to have the necessary power that they need mm. to make decisions, you know. Um, and therefore, that will translate into a clear line of and everybody will be accountable in terms of decision making and that goes um, you know as far down as players being accountable for the decisions that they make mm. because one would like to think uh, that as a professional sportsman you also know that you know there is the IPL coming mm -hmm. but um, the IPL is probably in my way of uh, you know performing at peak level before I uh, get into the World Cup so you as a professional sportsman you have that call to make of whether do I want to go to the IPL or can I actually give the IPL a miss this year because I want to focus on the World Cup just like the English players did. What does this mean in, in plain language? In plain language, it means everybody needs to be accountable for the decisions that they make. So mm -hmm. if players choose to go to the IPL, you can't at a later stage say, I'm tired because I played the IPL. Mm -hmm. You must you know, fall on your own sword. You've taken that decision, so accept that you've gone to the IPL and now I'm tired because I've played too much cricket before going to the World Cup. Does that mean then the Cricket South Africa could say, look, either choose, you rest and then you play in the World Cup or you go to the IPL, get money and then uh, you're going to get overlooked? So, so, so going forward, when we talk about accountability in our structure, mm. uh, we've got this position of chief medical officer. And um, under the, the chief medical officer is going to report directly to the team director, which is currently known as the coach. Mm -hmm. Right. This is now um, off tour. So on a tour by tour basis, what tends to have what's going to happen is that you'll have the fitness coach there. You'll have your um physiotherapist and the tour doctor reporting directly to the uh, to the team director mm. but the chief medical officer he's not just a ceremonious position this person is essentially going to be the person who's in charge in terms of drawing up and managing a workload management for players yeah so he will be able to say lelo has chosen to go play the ipl and because he's played at the ipl this is how long he's bowled or this is how long he's been playing for from a betting point of view therefore he should not be available maybe for the first two weeks of the world cup because he will be tired from an overload to interview All right. so therefore selection you cannot consider him so the chief medical officer will make that determination so it's, it will not be management getting involved. It won't be the board. Um, so that's where accountability comes in. The mm -hmm. medical staff needs to be accountable for all medical um, 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 aspects of the game. The selectors will be 
uh, completely uh, held accountable when it comes to selection and the planning thereof mm-hmm. going forward, uh, talking about EPG and the uh, transformational targets that we have, but they're all reporting to the team director. So the administrative manager will be in charge of all the record keeping, uh, data capturing, as well as logistics of the team reporting into the team director. So there's really clear line of sight and there's no... Um, you know, um, confusion in terms of who's accountable for what. Mm. Because right now there seems to be confusion in the system, you know, in terms of who actually makes the final call. Mm. So now going forward, it's pretty clear. Nobody can hide behind uh, the Board of Cricket South Africa. Nobody can hide behind the CEO because we are all now empowered to take decisions within our respective unions. Mm -hmm. And then with this model that you just told us, how was it drawn up and maybe where did you actually see it work before? Um, So... You, you will remember that uh, between 2016 and 2017, after uh, we obviously uh, failed at the 2015 World Cup, we had an international cricket v- review. Yeah. Um, so this international cricket review was done, and uh, part of the recommendations that came there was particularly this change in structure, which involved a fixed-term uh, employed uh, convener of selectors who would in turn report to a director of cricket, which we didn't have back then mm. and still don't have. So uh, really this has been uh, recommendations or the thinking that's been sitting with us at Cricket South Africa for some time now. And um, obviously, um, uh, you know, the English and Wales Cricket Board uh, went through a similar exercise, but in their part, they decided to implement these roles immediately. So they decided to change their structures back then, mm. and it has worked for them, and now they've essentially won the World Cup. Yeah, and that's something that we actually do want to get, which is winning the World Cup. Now, tell us about you know the decisions to not renew the contract of the current coach, Otis Gibson, while he's now the former coach. Correct. Um, I think uh, as far as uh, non-renewal of his contract is concerned, uh, it's been pretty clear, uh, you know, coming from the board at the time when he was employed because part of, um, you know, the decision-making that's now been empowered uh, into management is that the director of cricket is essentially the one that's going to employ the coach, Mm. which used to be at board level. So uh, when Otis was uh, employed by the board, uh, the board never minced its words in terms of what was expected of him. And what was expected of him was silverware as far as the World Cup is concerned. Mm. Um, and at that, when, when, when this was muted to him, it is then that he then requested that if I'm going to win the World Cup, I need the board to now empower me by allowing me to have my own support structure, yeah. which was given to him. So it was pretty clear from the day he got appointed why he was getting appointed and um, what he needed was given to him. Aiming high as Cricket South Africa, telling the men that you want to win this World Cup, you want to win the silverware. Correct. What what are the positives though that you can take out of his tenure? Uh, There there are some positives that you can take out. I mean, uh, in this uh, previous uh, season, uh, he's had a win-lose ratio of uh, 72%, which is one of the highest we've had uh, in the Proteus setup. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, we've seen the, 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 the talent that we have and the depth as far as our pipeline is concerned in bowling. Um, so, so those are some of the few um, you know, positives that one can really take out as far as uh, his tenure of coaching the national team is concerned. Mm. And then uh, when it comes to the not-so-good things that you've actually seen. Where did you think uh, his, um, let's say, where was the chink in the armor? Um, one could say betting, 
for for whatever reason, although we did have a a, a betting coach, but yeah. our betting seemed to have regressed. Um, um, you know, if you look in the past two years, our betting wasn't as dominant as it normally is. Um, look at the World Cup. Uh, for instance, we only had one century scored in yeah. the entire tournament, which is really not normal. Even if you look at you know the previous World Cups in terms of how we've performed, although we've never won it before, mm. we've always been there and thereabout, you know, fighting pound for pound with our oppositions. But this time around, our betting has really waned, and it's not where it normally is. We are chatting to Tabang Mowe, the CEO of Cricket South Africa, right here on MSW. We're still going to chat to him after the news right now. It is the top of the hour. It's 7 o'clock. It's news time. No evening, guys. No, you see, no, I don't want to sound typical or rude or insensitive or something, but the guys, they shouldn't make excuses. Saying that they've been involved in the IPL, they're not the only one playing the IPL. You had the other um, likes of 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 Ben Stokes. They were there. Um, um, Virat. They were there. Uh, Kane Williamson. They were there. There are a lot of, of 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 good guys that they also did play IPL. But then they came to their national teams and delivered. So they just need to take the honors on themselves and be responsible and accountable. That's all. Not making excuses. Tabongo, we're in the studio here with us on MSW, the CEO of Cricket South Africa. And earlier he did tell us that uh, some of the reasons given about the players underperforming in the World Cup was uh, fatigue and also not adapting well to pressure. And of course, you just heard the voice note. The man there saying that some of the players shouldn't make excuse because their counterparts from other countries, they actually played in the IPL. Your comment? Uh, well, I partly do agree with that comment, um, you know, because... Imran Tahir is one of our players who played the entire duration of the IPL, I mean, mm. from the first match all the way to the finals. And he was our star performer at the World Cup, So, and happens to be the eldest in the team. So <laughs> if there's anybody who needed to be suffering from fatigue was him. And yet he outperformed even the youngest in the team, so it really doesn't make sense. And he runs fast as well. These celebrations are second to none. Let's <laughs> now go to Wutsabelo, where Tabo is on the line. You can put on your headphones there. Uh, Tabo, good evening and welcome to the show. Good evening, Lelo and uh, Mr. Moore. Good evening, Tabo. Um, how are you? Good and you, sir. Ah, okay. Uh, Mr. Moroy, unfortunately, I'm not convinced with the reasons that you put forward the degree, uh, regarding um, the performance of the of the of the the, the, the protest of the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, firstly, what you have to do is the management of the players is not the, 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 the they are not managed accordingly because it's for for the players to go to the IPL and uh, as, uh, speaking under correction, I think three of them. Um, uh, uh, the captain, uh, Quentin de Kock and uh, uh, Imran Tahir, if I'm not mistaken, they arrived the day before they, they went for, 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 for the camp. That was not ideal, unfortunately. And uh, uh, Casey was just recalled uh, because he was suspected of having an injury. And you could see mm-hmm. that Casey didn't fire at the World Cup. He's not, he was not himself. 
And unfortunately, if your your spearhead like a uh, case who uh, was not uh, doing performing exactly that was expected of it, what did you expect? You had players that broke down. Dale Stay, he's a fast bowler. He broke down with an injury. Andres Norke, they broke down. Lungingi, you uh, broke down. Uh, what does that tell us? Something is, 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 someone has to, to to take the responsibility. And uh, like uh, the other caller said, we cannot say uh, come around and say the players were fatigued and then they cannot handle the pressure. Um, uh, during your 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 statement, you said that the board doesn't is not in a position to 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 put a finger on the pulse as to why our play, players cannot handle the the pressure. Unfortunately, this this dates back to 1992, I think, and uh, I think that the the, the the only difference that I can see between our players and players like let's say Bangladesh, Bangladesh are playing better than us. You go to Australia, New Zealand, those people, their numbers they are very so small, but they are playing a better cricket than us. The problem with our players is the 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 the, the, the fear of failure, as compared to other uh, uh, players from other countries who are fearless. And then you can see the people from India, the players from India and other countries. They are fearless and they, they, it, it, it always comes up. With our players, it's something different. It's more mental and the coach has got nothing to do with it. And I'm, I must admit, I'm not, I'm not happy that the coach was let go. How, 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 how long is it going to happen? Is it the same question like Bafana Mofana? They're going to, to, to pick up their 27th uh, uh, coach within a period of 27 years or so. We cannot go on like that. Something must give, let's be honest. All right, that is a tower art in Butabelo. And just uh, before you answer that question, uh, Tabang, we're going to go for a quick ad break so you can actually sip on some water and then you'll answer after this break. Hashtag MSW. Hi, Lela. Uh, this is Atlanta. Um, bro, these guys are not serious about cricket. I mean, the selector selected Ulungingid, who was injured for, he couldn't even play in the EPL, he wasn't playing games. But he was selected and uh, was a starter. Um, Delstein, he lost his mojo maybe three years ago. He's been injured in and out. You select that person. He couldn't even bowl, bowl one ball. He came back. Then they replaced him with Hendricks. Hendricks didn't even play one game. Why are you replacing Stein with a person who's not good enough? You know. And these guys did not even come out of the comfort zone. I mean, they, they didn't show the desire that they want this badly for, for the country, you know. So I think uh, the cricketers disrespect us so much, you know. A lot has to be changed. Thank Lelo. Hi Lelo. I would like to know this new restructuring, is it something that's been done by other nations or it's a South African thing? Because the way I heard it, like now they put in some uh, a structure to know who to blame if things don't go well but really how is that changing anything i would like to know is it something that's been done internationally or is it just our thing we're still in conversation with tabangmo we're the ceo of cricket south africa now tabang you first and foremost i mean you heard from our previous caller the questions that he had and the comments that he had to make yeah, I listened uh, to Tabo, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, he's had a lot uh, to say. And, um, you know, the difficulty with, with the sport of cricket is that as much as it's a team sport, it is, you know, 
individual based because um, you know as an individual you have to show up in your respective field and your um, numbers you know, have to show and your numbers have to show mm. that you are there you know we're willing to put it all out there for your country like this uh, previous uh, person has just said and um, I think it's also you know in South Africa there's always been this culture in cricket that when 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 things go right you know the team is doing so well and all glory and praises go to the team but when things go wrong we all as a nation turn around and look at the board and say provide answers Mm. you get me and there's always been um you know that um negative reports when board tries to get involved and say this, we, 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 would, we want to introduce this initiative to change things so that it, we can try and please everybody, including, you know, the nation alike. But it's very difficult for the board to can make changes at any given moment in time because, mm. as I've just said, it's frowned upon. Mm. So to answer what uh, even uh, this previous voice note has just said in the, in the in gentleman asking if we... Just coming up with these changes yeah, so that we know is who it to a knee jerk reaction? It, it's not a knee jerk reaction. Mm. It's the the board essentially with management accepting that we should have done this at a later stage. It delayed us because there was already a strategy in place. Mm-hmm. But now that the World Cup is finished and we have an opportunity to implement all these changes, essentially now it gives us four years to properly implement this new strategy that we were supposed to do in 2017. Which so was, was the strategy well developed before even the World Cup? Was it already there? The strategy was already there, mm. uh, which was obviously Otis's strategy. Um, and one can you know really argue for and against in terms of how much time did he really have? Could he have really done all of it in just two years? Mm. Um, you know, and hindsight is always the perfect science. But what we're saying is that given the here and now, it's an opportunity to start afresh for us as Cricket South Africa and essentially build a team that the entire country is going to be proud of. Um, you know, play the same way, if I may if, if I may put this way, in terms of trying to compare apples with apples, mm. how the Bangladesh team played. You know, um, one would like to think they knew themselves that they were not going to win that competition given, you know, the opposition that they had to face. Yeah. But they played fearlessly. And at that, they enjoyed their cricket and it showed. So you can really play brave cricket, um, you know, whilst applying your mind, playing with freedom and, and still look like that person who's really ready to lay it out there for your country. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that was missing, you know, when, when, when spectators talk about not seeing the respect from our cricketers. It really was missing. We looked flat at the World Cup. Yeah. And that's something that we want to change from a culture point of view. And I mean, in the voice notes there, there was Ntlantla talking about the team selection, talking about that some players got in there injured, replacements not playing, that kind of stuff. Yeah, correct. I mean, um, you know, you can look back and want to point as many fingers as you can, but... The team selection thought, listen, we're taking these best uh, these decision, you know, um, on behalf of uh, the country, mm-hmm. and this is really the best resources uh, that are available to us. And um, they always knew that uh, Dale Stain is not going to play. I think the first two matches. Yeah, there was always that hope that you know when he comes back from match three onwards, he will be the Dale Stain that we need him to be, and uh, he will fire at all angles and uh, essentially complement uh, KG. Um, and unfortunately, that didn't work, and mm. they now needed to go to Plan C. 
you know, uh, Lungi got injured as soon as the tournament started. And, yeah. you know, that also impacted on their planning. Uh, Buren Hendricks only happened to play one match, unfortunately, and uh, didn't play again. So you can always look back and ask all these questions. Uh, but what we've preferred to do is to now, as I've just said, with if we're going to spend all our time wanting to look back and really analyze um, decision from one to the next, we're really mm. not going to go anywhere. So rather we wipe the slate clean, so to speak, start afresh, knowing that these individuals are key for such decision-making, and therefore those individuals cannot go back and say, I didn't know I was supposed to do this, uh-huh. or I didn't know I had the powers to make such calls. So everybody within the system uh, is going to be empowered to be able to make decisions so that, again, we can hold you, Lelo, account. When mm-hmm. things are going well, we say, Lelo, well done. This is your department doing as expected, so well done. But equally and opposite to that, when things go wrong, you should be able to speak up and say, this is where we've gone wrong, me and my team. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go now back to the phone lines where we find a Colin from Mabupane. Colin, good evening. Welcome to the show. Hey, Mzatelo. Gunjan, Bab. No, I'm going to go studio. Hey, good evening, Abuti. How are you? Yeah, good day, man. Well, no, man. Uh, gentlemen, uh, I'll tell you why I think the whole board should step aside and then even the selectors. I'll count five players from the, our, 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 our studying, uh, uh, studying there. That probably, for me, if I was indeed uh, part of the board, I would definitely um, say, I mean, the red flags would be flying at that time. I'll count you from... Uh, 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 the, the the guy Amla, mm. the guy was not, was was not supposed to be selected. Second, hello. Yeah, no, we still here. Listening. Hello, okay. Yeah, Amla and then Midnight uh, uh, the guy from Palaboroa. Um Yes, and uh, our the guy our leading front of uh, fast bowler was injured also from the IPL, and then uh, I mean. Uh, the, the, what, the, our captain, we know that all of us, we know that our captain was supposed to be at number uh, four, uh, is, it, is it a five or six, but he was elevated to number three. That's another problem there. And then since when we we, we, we won our 50 uh, overs uh, convincingly, besides uh, a test, I know at least at test cricket, we're trying to win, we're trying to uh, get win there and there, but we're not convincing also in the, in the test. But since when we won the, the test cricket uh, convincingly, and then uh, beating, uh, we struggled against Zimbabwe just uh, before the, the World Cup. We struggled to beat uh, uh, what, uh, that guy, the Sri Lanka. So those are the, the flags that we should, we should uh, raise uh, before uh, prior the cricket, uh, cricket World Cup. And yeah. the, the other thing also for me, and then the. the the, 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 the board, uh, they, they, they start with those uh, players, long-term, long, those long-term uh, serving players, and uh, knowing that maybe probably they will, they will do better. Uh, they are afraid to, 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 to release new players, to, 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 to bring new players, so that there must be a pool of players, knowing that if we have problems prior to the World Cup, at least we'll have a backup of these players. But they start with those players. That is why you, you saw that... Uh, before World Cup, there were injuries, but they, they couldn't respond to injuries and other problems of Amla, other problems. They mm. stuck with Amla, knowing that Amla was still struggling in the 50s. I yeah. mean, the guy almost had so many uh, matches, didn't score uh, so many 
runs, but they stuck with him because they didn't have backup to those players. All right. That is uh, Colin Artin Mabubane. Your response? Yeah, I think uh, trying to respond to what Colin has just said, um, again, you know, uh, he's calling for the board to, to intervene aside, yeah? and to intervene at mm, the same time. Yeah. So <laughs> this is precisely why the board has endorsed this structure yeah. so that there is ultimately that one person that they can hold accountable. And that's me mm-hmm. as the chief executive officer of the company. Yeah. And I have the director of cricket now to hold accountable to say, when players are not performing, why are you sticking with them? Um, when you pick injured players, why did it happen? Because you've got these structures to support you in making that decision to say players that are injured should not be playing. Mm. So that's where accountability comes in. So we cannot really now say the board must step aside, but the board must intervene. At, at what point really must the board intervene? Cannot be in two places at the same you time. You can't be in two places at the same time. I mean, uh, one other question that you know that also might arise that why is your position not under scrutiny seeing that you also endorsed uh, decisions that were made ahead of the World Cup? Correct. Um, for me, it's pretty simple to, to, to answer that and it's purely because we gave the team and its management all that it wanted mm-hmm. um, and uh, we agreed between myself and the board that I will not interfere with the team space, um, allow them to carry their strategy all the way to the World Cup. And let's look at how does the role of a CEO get involved post the World Cup? Because again, you did not want to have an instance where I come in as the CEO and I say, but that player is not fit enough, so he cannot go to the World Cup. Because Mm. again, coming back from the World Cup, fingers would be pointing towards me to say, but he interfered with our plans. Mm -hmm. So now the board did not interfere with anybody's plans. The CEO didn't get involved and interfere with anybody's plans. Now, the team must now carry accountability in terms of their own performances Mm -hmm. because from a selection point of view, the selectors took who they wanted to the World Cup. Mm -hmm. You know, the captain and the coach played who they wanted to play in the final 11. Yeah. You know, tactically, they took their own decisions. So they need to take accountability in terms of what happened in that space. So now we have a director of cricket who can then be the guy to operationally get involved there in chatting with uh, the team director to say, these are the red flags that I'm seeing. What are you doing to mm. address these red flags? And he's an individual who's now empowered to actually get involved and intervene in terms of avoiding these red flags. So his powers, where do they begin and end? This is Gore Fansel at the moment because he is the acting director of cricket. Correct. Um, his powers really, it's in the entire cricket system. Uh, he's the director of cricket, so he has to direct cricket. He'll be looking at the national team. Uh, he'll, um, in the interim, what he's currently trying to do is uh, uh, appoint the team director. Together with the team director, they will say, this is our strategy going forward. This is how we see you fitting in or how I see you as director of cricket fitting into this strategy. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm giving you a stove. I'm giving you a pot. Here's a whole host of ingredients. Choose your own ingredients, but I want my stew. Mm-hmm. So that's essentially where Corey's powers lie and begin. He will empower the team with and the team director with all the necessary decision making that he needs as far as the support that is concerned, the planning is concerned, strategy execution. And together, they have to be held accountable in terms of the results in that space. Now, in the stew, the meat is missing. The coach, or what's the title now? It, uh, the title now is team director. That is now called a team director. Correct. What are you looking for from a team director? 
We're looking for an individual who's really going to be uh, forward-looking, who's going to uh, take accountability uh, in terms of the management of the entire team. Um, and uh, this is an individual who I, we want to test his planning skills as well, his management skills. Um, and we want a strategic thinker um, and somebody, as I've just said, who's not afraid of displaying positive and bold cricket at that. Mm. You know, uh, that is the culture that we want to influence. We want uh, not to win every single match we play. We understand that, uh, you know, even when it gets to world stages, we might be able to get to the final of uh, 2023 in India, mm. but lose in the final. But every South African should feel that we gave it our all. Mm. The same way every New Zealander feels with their team now. They did everything in their best, uh, in their powers rather, as far as their performances are concerned. But unfortunately, they just couldn't go over the last hurdle. Mm. But I'm sure no one in New Zealand is disappointed saying our team could have done this. All right. That's all that we're looking for. Let's go to Midrand. There we'll find Don. Don, uh, you are taking the last call here. 30 seconds, please. Tawango oh, is here. <laughs> Don't rush me, Lelo. Dumela, uh, <laughs> CEO. Dumela, Lelo. Uh, I've been holding on for quite some time, but it's fine. Um, I totally understand what you're saying, but uh, please do not compare Imram Tai's energy to Kakisho Rabada. You know, we need to man manage our players just that much better. And our selection policies need to change totally. We should not select based on names because, in all honesty, when you're sitting with yourself at home, CEO, you know that Delstein was selected based on his name. Hashim Amla was selected based on his name. If you're saying that we're going to be bold and play fearless cricket, we need to be fearless also in our selections. I mean, uh, for me, uh, Riza had a raw end of the stick by not actually going to the World Cup. Uh, we chose Makram before him. We should not have done it. But what I'm saying is that Hashim should have actually been dropped. We, as cricket lovers in this country, we know the potential that, that, that our, our team actually has and what we can do. Don't come and tell us that we cannot win the World Cup. We have enough talent uh, to actually win the World Cup. The saddest thing that is happening is that, and this is what you need to look at, from a provincial structure of cricket, guys like Morne and Vek should have retired a long time ago. People start complaining about quota systems. But for me, our quota system should actually be, each and every team should have X amount of players under the age of 23 actually playing in the side, similar to what they're doing uh, at the IPL. We cannot have the likes of Morne and Vek, who's approaching 40, and he's still actively playing. He is blocking a youngster that can potentially be part of the setup. So what I'm trying to do now is that I'm going to complain less and actually give you solution in terms of what you can do. I'm actually happy that we're taking cricket back to what it used to be, you know, uh, the old Greco, which is now um, our Northern Cape cricket, where we're going to have a lot more pool of players to actually uh, choose from, you know, because the problem that we have is that we don't have a second string for tier side. It's not there. Before, we had Makai Ntini, Monde Zonde, all of them could play for the Proteas, and they were good enough to actually play in there, you know. So let's stop making excuses from the CEO onwards, right down through, uh, through, through the cricket structures, uh, to say that, you know, let's be non-apologetic in our selections that we are going to make. It's high time that we win the World Cup as South Africa. We've, we've gotten close. We cannot just be a rugby nation, because that's what we are. We're not a cricketing nation, and cricket cannot get the sports that they're getting. Thank you so much, Don. Thank you very, very much for your comments there. Uh, your closing comments there, Tabang. Uh, well, I fully agree with Don. Um, mm -hmm. As I've just, I've just been saying all along, it's really about accountability. So I'm not necessarily saying, uh, you know, the stuff that he's saying when he says, don't say we can't win a World Cup. Mm -hmm. We can win a World Cup. We've got that talent. And I agree with him about 
accountability again. You know, let's be bold in our selection and back our thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's back the youngsters. I'm all for the youngsters because um, the youngsters have demonstrated that they play fearless cricket. So I'm fully agreeing with him. And then uh, in terms of the coaches, are you looking locally, internationally or everywhere? We're looking everywhere, really. Uh, we want a perfect fit, so to speak. Uh, we want somebody who is um, open-minded, a clear strategic thinker, um, a good man manager and somebody who can communicate well as well, you know, with uh, the director of cricket as well as the team. Um, and essentially somebody who is willing to stick their neck out there and saying, these are my plans and this is how I'm going to do it. And that's the story. Tabang Mowe, thank you so much for joining us. So that is Tabang Mowe, Cricket South Africa CEO. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Lele. It's been a pleasure. It is uh, 7.31 and of course it is now time for Metro FM Talk with Ayabong Atrawe. And of course right here on Radio 2000 as well, it is the Ice Therapy with the Iceman. I'm Lele Mzatra. Thank you so much for joining us. Good night.